Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had to break out the jaw jersey. Oh, man, that feels good. Um, what a game. What a game. But um, welcome, guys. It is DK back at you with another video to break down the two-game NBA slate on Wednesday. Again, if you guys are a first-time viewer, uh, I do make content for DraftKings, NBA Top Shot, and for Prize Picks. Uh, if you are looking for more in-depth content for DFS, I do offer that on Patreon.com. We've had a great playoffs, um, and we kept it going tonight, even with an injury, Gary Payton injury. But I will cover that in a second. Um, the sponsor today's here, guys, is SuperDraft. You can use the link down below to get a match, uh, a fifty-dollar match. Um, they offer player pops, and they also offer a contest for uh, multiplier contest. So how it works is, you know, the good players are like around 1x, uh, whereas, you know, the bench players more so, you know, 1.7, 1.8, 1.9x. So th there's some game theory involved, um, decent size contests as well. So if you guys want to give it a try, make sure to use the code DKDFS. Again, that is linked down below. Super draft, super excited uh, to be working with them. But... Let's recap the slate tonight. So, oh man, the haters came out right when I had an injury, tweeted I had an injury. So I had both Gary Payton and Draymond. They both got injured. First of all, the Dylan Brooks foul, like that was so dirty. I, no one likes Dylan Brooks, but um, yeah, such a dirty foul on Dylan Brooks to injure Gary Payton. Um, and Brooks got ejected. I played him in the showdown. Gary Payton got injured. Uh, and Draymond got injured. Um, so I was looking pretty, I was looking great going into that late game. And then I, I see that to start the game. Like, oh, I have no chance. And of course you got, again, this is not talking to the 99% of people. This is talking to the 1% of people uh, that has come here and try to bring everyone down, uh, try to hate, right? They have a separate discord that is like talk about me all day. It's pretty weird. But um, yeah, uh, comes out and says, uh, after I am tilting about the Peyton and Draymond injury, he says, love to see it. He's super excited that someone got injured and that I played him. He's love to see it. Keep burning that money. No, no, no. No, no, no. Even with Gary Payton injury. Oh, yeah. We still cash in tournaments. And that, you are so mad about that. Wow. Whoo. Uh, man, it feels good. But yeah, Derek White, um, don't get me started on that. O of seven show. We talked about this in Patreon. I was like, the only way that Derek White can fail is if he shoots like O of 10 or gets a massive foul trouble. Well, he got in massive foul trouble and he shot, I think, O of seven. So yeah, if you don't make a shot, that can happen. Um, and he got the lost minutes uh, due to foul trouble. Again, Gary Payton injury. Um, I, I played Jalen Brown and Horford, who both smashed in that early game. Bobby Portis was a bit of a letdown. They didn't close with them. was a little bit tilted about that. But the GOAT, Ja Morant, 76 fancy points uh, at 30% ownership. You love to see it. Again, Draymond lost a good chunk of uh, minutes there due to the injury. Um, he did come back, but lost the whole first quarter. Still finished with a solid game. And then I was debating on Clark versus Jaron Jackson Jr. I ended up going to... Um, I ended up going to... Uh, Clark, because I was banking on the Jaron Jackson Jr. foul trouble. Well, we did get Jaron Jackson Jr. foul trouble, but he still outperformed Clark. Um, and I want to shout out a couple more um, couple more big winners. Uh, Reese took down the early shutdown site. Boston, congrats on that. We had a couple more huge winners from, um, from last night. Um, yeah, Tony with a huge win. Uh, turning, what is that? Like 
50 bucks into 3,500. Um, congrats, man. Love, love to see it. Um, again, the, I think I showed you guys these, these big winners from last night as well. Um, and we still had people winning tonight too, even with Gary Payton, uh, injuries. So just love to see it. Um, the haters, not so much. They're really pissed, but, um, it just fires me up, right? You keep hating. We're going to keep winning. Um, so that is all I got there for the look back guys. So let's keep making some money on these playoff slates and let's talk about this two game slate. So we'll start off with Philadelphia and Miami. So on the Philadelphia side, still no Embiid. I think, you know, the expectation is he'll be back for game three, but um, we'll we'll wait on confirmation for that. Obviously, don't have to worry about that now. Um, so this is a tough matchup, obviously. Miami's great defensively. Throughout the year, Miami's been the team that I have not wanted to target players against. Well, this is a two-game slate, so we got to consider them. I will mention once again, I brought it up in before game one. I was like, this has a chance to blow out. It did. I'll say it again. Philadelphia is not good without Embiid. This game could still blow out like it did, like it did last game. But if it stays competitive, you're going to see one of Harden, Harris, Maxi have a pretty good game. Now, I still think Harden is your safest bet at 9-6. I know he didn't have the best game, 5-13 uh, shooting, 33 fancy points. But um, he is just the guy, in my opinion, that has the highest floor. He'll do a lot of the ball handling. So still like Harden. I think his ownership will drop, right? He was very chalky last late. I think the ownership will come down on him, but um, still have interest in Harden. I think Harris and Maxi are both fine. It was Tobias that played the best of this big three, going for 37 fancy points. I think for me, I would rather go to a guy like Maxi. I just think, you know, people will overreact to that Tobias one big game and go to Tobias. I would rather go to a lower own Maxi, but that's just my GBP mindset there with uh, the main Philadelphia guys. And then the big. So do not get me started also with uh, Doc Rivers. DeAndre Jordan, 3.9K. He's going to continue to start for some reason. He is complete dust as is Millsap. If I, okay, and I, I tweeted about this too. If I was the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, Paul Reed would be starting. DeAndre Jordan and Paul Millsap would be on the very end of the bench. They would not be seeing the court. If Paul Reed gets in foul trouble, I would be playing Niang at the five. That's how, that's Philadelphia's best chance, but... Doc Rivers is stubborn. He's going to play the dust of DeAndre Jordan. At 3.9K, I guess he's playable. I would much rather go to Paul Reed, who if you played Paul Reed with me last slate, you got insanely unlucky because he got massive foul trouble, only played 13 minutes. He's your best bet for Philly at the five. I like him again at 4.6. The only thing you have to worry about is he is foul prone. So there is foul risk again, but Paul Reed, definitely still my favorite of the bigs. Danny Green at 4-4, I mean, should play 25 to 30 minutes. It's a fair value play. He's got to hit his shots to get value. I do kind of like Niang as a contrarian value. He shot 0 of 7. Um, now, I don't put too much weight. Like, that. what he did last game could care less, right? He was involved. They did go small at times. Um, so, I think Niang's actually a pretty interesting value play. Like, for me, I would rather play Niang over DeAndre Jordan. Um, and then, I don't know if I can get to anyone else Milton played 15 minutes. Um, Korkmaz played a little and then closed in garbage time. Thibel played a little bit too, but again, just more out the first defense. Um, you saw a little bit of the dust of Paul Millsap. He played six minutes, but um, hard to feel confident really anyone beside a uh, below Niang there. Now on the Miami side, so here's the thing I talked about a lot for Patreon was Victor Oladipo being in this rotation really does hurt the rest of the Miami value. And the reason that is, is Oladipo is a high usage guy, right? And he's going to play pretty decent minutes. So that's just going to take away from the likes of like Tucker and Vincent and Struss. 
Um, so I think that's something that people didn't really take into account last game. And that's why you saw the massive ownership on Miami. Um, and especially Struss was a huge bust. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And we'll, we'll talk about them. But first at the top, we have Jimmy and Bam. So Jimmy 9K, Bam and 8K. I think Bam is still a little bit easier to get to. Now, his price had come up. He's no longer a free square, 8K. Um, but he's just like, he's somebody matched up against DeAndre Jordan and an undersized Paul Reed and maybe the dust of Millsap. Like, he's just, it's such a good spot for Bam. So he still looks good. I will say, though, Jimmy um, probably has a little bit of a higher ceiling. I do think he comes in at less ownership. So if you wanted to play Jimmy over Bam for ownership purposes, I don't think that's the worst idea because. Jimmy can go for like 60 plus. I'm not sure Bam has that type of ceiling, but again, straight up, I think Bam looks a little bit better point per dollar. Now, Hero was extremely low on last slate. He had a good game. Watch that ownership come up. Um, at 6.8, it's a little bit hard to prioritize him, but he can still have a ceiling. So I think he's viable in GPPs. The value again, Lowry is still out. So like Struss, Vincent are both fine. Like I think Gabe Vincent probably plays around 30 minutes. 4-7, eh, eh. like it's just kind of there. Max Struss at 4-9, he was awful as massive chalk last slate. He did not shoot well. Um, but if he does make a shot, he, he can have a decent game. Like he can go for 25 to 30 if he's making a shot. So I think he's a, a decent option. Again, they have everyone listed as questionable for Miami. They're all going to play. Uh, I, I just It's so annoying they continue to list all these guys as questionable. And then P.J. Tucker's at 4.3. He'll play around 30 minutes. Um I think he's a fair value play. Not a super high usage guy, but good defender. Again, should see around 30 minutes. Now, the play that intrigues me here is Oladipo because the price dropped. At 5-1, he was out of play. Now he's 4-5. He's definitely viable. Now, he played 27 minutes, did play a bit in the blowout. I think on average, you're probably getting low, like 20 to 22 minutes from Oladipo. But it could be more if he plays better, right? We really, like, Oladipo's been basically a DNP for a long time. So we're still trying to figure out, you know, what exactly is his spot is in this rotation. But... The positive with Victor Oladipo is he's going to be a high usage player when he's on the court. So I, he intrigues me at four or five. He's definitely in play on the slate, whereas the previous one, again, he was a little bit too pricey. Martin at three, three will play a bit, um, you know, played a little bit more because of the ball last game. I think on average, you get about 15 minutes or so for Martin. So don't think I can pull the trigger on uh, him. And then Duncan Robinson got a DNP. I, okay, I'll mention this. Dwayne Devin, he had five fouls in four minutes. I mean, how is that even possible? Five fouls in four minutes. But if we get this Dwayne Dedman rotation where we get, you know, the backup five and he plays, you know, 12 to 15 minutes, I think he's an interesting large field tournament play. Um, no one's going to play him. Absolutely no one's going to play him after this. I'm probably not going to play him myself. But if I was making a ton of lineups, I'd probably sprinkle, sprinkle in a little bit of Dedman because he's productive when he's on the court. And if he stays out of foul trouble, you could get, you know, 12 to 15 minutes from Dedman. All right, and then Dallas and Phoenix. So, um, yeah, I was all over Luka last game. Uh, over half the field faded him up for 75 pains points. It just comes down to, I know Phoenix is good defensively. It just doesn't matter, right? The amount of minutes that Luka is going to play, he's going to play like almost the entire game. He played 44 minutes. And when Luka's on the court, he has the ball in his hands at all times. He's a good rebounder. He'll probably get you close to triple-double. He's going to get a ton of shot attempts up. So, I like Luka again. I think he makes for a great option at the top. I do have a little bit of interest in Brunson at 6'9". He had an awful game last game, also was in foul trouble. But Brunson's been pretty consistent playing alongside um, Luka. So I like Brunson to bounce back here. I don't think a lot of people get to him at that price. With Finney Smith and Bullock, I mean, you know what I'm going to say, right? They're going to play huge minutes. 
and probably get you around 25 fancy points. The only reason Bullock did not get 25 fancy points, well, he fouled out. So, um, yeah, on average, both those guys are probably getting you around 25 or so fancy points. And didn't would you have 5-3? I mean, so looks, I think the Dallas closing lineup is going to be small ball with Luka, Brunson, Dinwiddie, Bullock, and Finney Smith. I think that's who they want to close with. So at 5-3, you can consider him in a tournament setting, but um, he's definitely taking a backseat, obviously, with, with Luka back. And then value-wise, we have Kleba 4K, Powell 3-6. I think so it was Powell that got way more ownership last slate. Um, now it might be flopped. Now you might get more Maxi Kleba ownership. Now here's the thing. Kleba has a higher ceiling than Powell, right? Because he can knock down those threes. But Kleba can also do this for you. If he's struggling from the three-point um, land, he can hurt you too. So 4K, I think we get somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 minutes from Kleba, which makes him certainly viable. And then Powell, I don't hate his contrarian play. He played 16 minutes. I think on average, we're getting 15 to 20 from Powell. Um, but ownership should be very, very low. And he does get a slight bump playing alongside Luca, just because Luca can throw him the alley-oops. And that's really it. You saw a little bit of action for Josh Green at the flat min price, but not enough for me to go there. Let's finish up with Phoenix. So uh, we have Paul at 8-7, Booker at 8-2. I mean, Paul at 8-7, it's a little bit hard to go there. He did only play 29 minutes. I would expect those minutes to go up, but... If, like, Phoenix is up by, like, 10-plus, they can take it easy on Paul's minutes like they did last game. So, I guess that is the concern early on in the series. You could see Paul's minutes kept in check a bit. Um, so, I would once again prefer Booker. Uh, I really liked Booker over Paul last slate and, and Booker's contrarian play. Booker went for 48. Um, he looked basically, like, 100%. He's going to play around 40 minutes. Um, and with Booker cheaper than Paul, I do prefer Devin Booker to Chris Paul. Um, DeAndre Aiden, I think, is a pretty good option, too, at 7-6. I think he's a nice pivot off of Bam and a bio. You could play them both, too, to be honest. Like, I think they're both pretty safe plays. Um, Aiton dominated when he was out there offensively. Um, like, Dallas can't handle DeAndre Aiton. So, I think he plays about 35 or so minutes. I will mention, they didn't close the Aiton. With about a minute or two to go, they closed small. Not saying it's going to happen again, but um, it is a little bit worrisome. And then Bridges at 6K, he's kind of just there. He's like Dorian Finney-Smith, but he's a little bit pricier. He's probably going to get you 25 to 30 fancy points, where those Dallas guys are probably going to get you around 25. So you just you know what you're getting into with those guys. Um, Jay Crowder, I like again. Once again, he got in foul trouble. He shot a little bit better, though. He didn't shoot like awful. Or what he, whatever he shot from the Pel- – like, I think he shot like 20% from the field in that Pelican series. But um, shot four or six last game. He's going to have open shots. He's a decent rebounder, can get those blocks and steals. So 4.8K, I think he's a fair option in the mid-range. Would expect him to play over 30 minutes if he stays out of foul trouble. Cam Johnson at 4.6, I think on average we'll get, you know, around 20 to 25 minutes. Makes him a fair play. And then the two cheapies who I played at, very, at uh, pretty low ownership last night were Payne and McGee. And I think both are viable again. With campaign. now here's the thing. He played 19 minutes last game. I don't think we get 19 again from campaign because you saw Chris Paul, they, they, very, they, they took it easy on his minutes, but... If we get around 15 minutes from campaign, he'll be relatively productive when he's on the court. So um, I'm totally fine going there at 3-4. And then JaVale McGee, we didn't see this Mac Biembo, right? And he played the backup five. He played 14 minutes. Um, and I actually got a little bit unlucky. Uh, under a fancy point per minute for JaVale McGee last game when I played him at super low ownership. But if we're going to go back to just the backup five run for McGee, I think he's a good play. Um, now, the issue is, is there a chance they dust off Biombo like they did down the stretch here against the Pelicans? It's possible, but um, if we're going to get the backup five run for McGee, I like him here at 3.2K because he's going to be productive when he's on the court, 
And let's just say, for example, DeAndre Aiden gets into foul trouble. Well, then JaVale McGee's breaking the slate, right? So, um, yeah, that's all I got, guys. That's going to wrap it up for the video. Again, if you do enjoy, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Appreciate you guys, as always, and I will see you in the next video.